Hello. Afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. So, welcome to Wednesday. Uh, middle of the week, but that all becomes irrelevant right now because we are in lockdown. Uh, what, what, what day is the weekend? What day is the week? I'm not quite sure at the moment. Speaking of lockdown, anyone watching on video will see that my hair has been cut by my lovely girlfriend. Um, and it is getting there. I'm not going to show the sides or the back. <laughs> as long as I look straight into the camera, we should be fine. Yeah, um, there'll be no rotating of the head. Yeah, we're going to have another go at it um, after, after this podcast. It's hard. Uh, I respect um, I respect hairdressers a lot now. Like we were going through the videos, learning how to do it. And wow, I thought it was simple, but no. Yeah, I think it's simple just to shave your head completely. Yeah. Uh, one one level, but anything more than that, it just seems so complicated. Yeah, so if you're a hairdresser, much respect. Amazing. Awesome. So we are in day three and of this particular week where we're talking about course creation. Now, the purpose of a course creation is almost to showcase your expert knowledge to your potential customer. So every day I'm trying to think of another different way to describe it to the listeners. Uh, Yesterday we described it as a masterclass. So we use the term course because that's the most easily understandable in terms of what the end product will look like. But for the purpose of this, it's not it's not to become a teacher. It's not to enter a school sort of system and say, look, I'm going to teach this topic. Instead, it's to showcase your expertise in a packaged format, which is digestible, consumable, and very easy for the user to understand. At the end of that, the hope is that their trust uh, and connection with you as a service provider or a provider of a product skyrockets, increases to the roof. And that's the purpose. So yesterday specifically, now we're focusing back on what we're doing this week. Yesterday specific, okay. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> Good thing we're not live. <laughs> Good thing we're not filming this live um, and being able to say words that are more than five letters. Exactly what Carl said. We are. We went from downloading our, because uh, bear in mind it's the first course we're creating. That's the assumption here. And we, yesterday we went from, a whole bunch of prompts to allow you to download all of your ideas into separate pieces of paper. And those pieces of paper were headline uh, step one, step two, step three, step four, to a maximum of three to five steps. So if you had been following along, uh, and bear in mind that process can take longer than an afternoon. I'm, I'm conscious that we did this yesterday and you're, you're doing this today, but you may be doing this this weekend. So you may have in front of you three pieces of paper Step one, step two, step three. And on each piece of paper is a download of all the ideas that can fall within that category. And again, this is not to organize at this stage. It is purely a download. It's a, it's a brain dump. It's a, this, this is everything I have to share within this specific step. So that's what we did yesterday. So that should be the product. So if you're coming into day three today with us Wednesday and say, right, I have those pieces of paper ready. What do we do with that now? How do we take that and turn it into an organized piece of work that we can later share? So over to you, Carl. Sure. Um, so we asked you to sleep on it. Obviously, you didn't necessarily do it all yesterday. Um, but the idea is you download all of the information and we kind of step back for a bit. And now what we're going to do is come back to this information with fresh eyes, hopefully, um, and start to structure it, start to go through a series of steps, taking all all of this information, all of this expertise and knowledge that you have and starting to structure it into um, a very clear 
learning pathway, a way to get that knowledge over to the people you're talking to. These people are your students for now, but they will be your customers later, or some of them will be your customers later, as Hans has just talked about. So we have broken it down into eight, I believe, eight stages. Um, and we're going to be working you through step by step by step how you would um, convert all of this information into a course. Yeah, and, and, and let's call this information a complete mess on your piece of paper. So the key here by the end of today is giving you a eight stage process which will allow you to organize the mess. Mm -hmm. um, think about going into your top drawer, which is a complete mess, taking everything out, looking at it and organizing it, getting rid of things you don't need, um, putting things on piles and then putting it back into the drawer. Now you've got this nice, organized, neat looking structure to now build off the back of that. So that's really the key here. So over to you, Carl, for stage one. So stage one, we're going to take post-it notes. Um, post I've got some here. These are weird little shaped ones, though, but you know what post-it notes are in different Ooh. colors. So um, we're going to... We're going to um, we're going to take three. Let's say we're doing a three-stage course for now. I just want to take three post-it notes and write the name of each step. That's all. So these are going to be like titles, and I'm going to stick them up one, two, three. Um, so if we have three steps in the course, we want three columns eventually. Uh, if we have five steps, it's going to be five. So you take five post-it notes, write the title on each obviously a bit bigger than these ones I'm holding, um, and then stick them on the wall. Um, if you don't have a spare wall, a fridge um, like this behind me is really useful. Um, or what I've done before when I had no space at all was actually just clear a tabletop and then I would stand up and kind of look down and use the table as a wall. That works really well as well. Just you need space for this because it's going to be, uh, like Harm says, we're going to be reordering and um, moving things around a lot. Yep, step one, step two, step three. I would write the... Um, the name of the... Yeah, the steps. So if we were doing Baton, for example, um, our framework for teaching digital marketing would have step one, business. Step two, audience. Step three, tribe, for example. Yeah. Um, but whatever your steps are going to be depends on what we talked about yesterday. So that's mm -hmm. stage one. Done. Nice and simple. Stick them on, stick them on the wall, and these are going to be, become the column headers. Stage two. This is a bit more work. Um, we are going to get our sheets of paper that we wrote all our notes on. So we have um, scribbles all over the bits of paper, and we went through a whole different bunch of prompts yesterday, mm. tools, methods, stories, um, inspirational quotes, whatever it is. You have everything written down um, connected to that step. We are going to start transferring each of those onto a post-it uh, post note. Yes, we're going to use quite a lot of post-it notes, um, but the end result is going to be worth it. Um, if you do worry about the environmentalism of this, there are ways to do this online. Um, it's just, again, if you are doing things with your hands, if you're able to move things around, that's engaging more um, more senses and it's going to be easier to do it. So I always recommend using post-it notes. Yeah, and, and if you want some context, if you're just jumping into this session and saying, okay, I'm going to join you, Harms and Carl, for today and I'm going to backtrack and do your things yesterday, what kind of things would you have on your original piece of paper where you've downloaded everything. So we're talking about, um, and the prompts yesterday were, what's the, what does success look like? The methods, maybe different tools that you've used, uh, maybe skills that you've learned and adapted over time, stories, anecdotes, analogies, 
uh, maybe you've pulled facts, figures, data, charts, research, um, and all that was on your notes. Maybe um, things that, you know, situations you found challenging in the past that you overcame over time and what helped you overcome those stumbling blocks, hurdles, and how you got through those blocks. So those are kind of prompts that we spoke about yesterday to help you get down down on a piece of paper. So if you're wondering uh, what we transfer in here, what we're moving over to post-it notes, it's everything within those categories. And it's going to be one per post-it note, and you'll see why shortly. Um, so one, if you've got a fact or a figure, stick on a post-it note. If you have um, a story, stick a word or two that reminds you of the story on a post-it note. Um, and then we're going to be taking all of these notes and moving into stage three of the process. As you are writing them down, stick them with their step on the wall. So we have step one, step two, step three um, as our kind of title post-its up on the wall. Yeah. We're just going to start sticking our ideas that are related to each of the stages below. That's all nice and simple. Yeah. Big mess is absolutely fine at the moment. You might find, depending on how your brain works, you might already be starting to ordering them like some things you'll be writing on a post-it, some ideas, and you're thinking, oh, that's quite important. I'm going to put that near the top. Um, you might start to do this anyway. You don't need to at this point. A big mess and just getting them into their columns um, for step one, step two, step three is enough for now. Mm, absolutely. And then what, what will you do with that at the next stage is um, stage four. So did you just cover stage three? Yeah, that's stage three. Just start yeah. getting them into their basic place, um, into their step. That's all. Awesome. Okay, if you if you cover stage four, then I'll, I'll, I'll because that's quite a long. So this is a, a part stage four. Let me just summarize it in terms of giving it a title. Now we're going to be combining um, things into stacks. Uh, we're starting to clump them into right. That fits there nicely. That fits there nicely. Um, we're we're going to be pairing things. So okay, this is a tool here that I mentioned in step one, and this is a story here. Actually, this story uh, explains the, the reason and the use for this tool very, very well. So it's about getting things together, pairing, matching. Maybe there's three items that you want to interlink and deliver as part of a message. We're going to start clumping items. Is that is that what you was uh, what was in your mind when you were thinking about combining things in stage four? Absolutely, yeah. Stage four is exactly as you said, using the very non-technical term, but clumping. We are going to take similar ideas, similar tools, similar methods, and start to put them together. So when they were on a bit of paper initially, it was kind of hard to connect them. You could draw lines and connect them. But mm. now that we have them on post-its, we can physically take one post-it note and say, okay, well, this story is connected to this learning moment or to this method. So I'm going to put them together and you just place them near to each other. So we're yeah. starting to shape them, the information. Instead. And I think here's a great time to, to talk about why post-it notes are a great way. Whether you do this digitally, there's like post-it note apps and things like that, that's fine. Or you do it physically is because it allows you to move, reorder, move, reorder, say actually, that shouldn't even be in that section at all, it could be over there. But the key here is the fact that we can now pair things, um, those three items go perfectly together under the main step, which is step one or could be step two. And I think it just allows that flexibility without having to worry about, oh my God, I need to rewrite that item or I need to copy and paste or I need to delete. Um, uh, what, what was it that I just typed up there? Like all of those things are going to slow this process down, whereas post notes make it such a quick, rapid uh, process. Sure. This is a creative process and we need to remove all of those barriers. And if you are, mm. you know, writing longhand, um, 
each of the steps and all of the points each time and then re and changing it around it is just too slow. The post-it notes allow us to quickly reconfigure. So that's stage four, clumping, starting to bring things together, combining similar themes, similar tools, similar ideas, similar stories into these clumps. And then we move into stage five, which is ordering. We are going to order the clumps that we have just made. So let's say we have three or four post-it notes here all around um, creating a product for your market, for example. This is the idea that you're going to be discussing. So you have uh, you have a method for creating a product. You have a story about creating a product. You have maybe an anecdote about your first product, which was rubbish, um, and therefore you have learning moments. These are all clumped together in this product creation um, clump. What we're going to start doing in stage five is just ordering these clumps into a natural order. So this will be um, a few post-it notes stuck together, and we're going to be moving them up and down um, within a particular step. Yeah, so, so, so say you've got an example, right? This was a clump here. And yeah, this that's, that's here. a lovely clump there. Uh, this, is, this is how I would present it if I was doing it. Yeah. So that, you know, this is another clump. And you say, actually, this is better told before this. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, this is better told before this. Um, so that, that now take, allows us to take these clumps and just quickly reorder them. So on your table, right at the top, you've got step one or step two, but your step one, and then you're going to have these clumps which start to form in a sequence and an order. And this will make sense why we do this in a moment, but that's the key. Um, and uh, uh, can I go ahead and give them a rough structure just to think about what yeah. order you could start to put this in? Because somebody might be thinking... So to be clear, this we're going to give you a rough structure for within a step. So this is not the structure of a course. This is, you've got at the top, the name of your step, step one business, for example, and then you're going to have uh, post-it notes underneath. This is a way, a one method for ordering the clumps within that step. So it's not the whole course, it's one step. Yeah, and I think the purpose of this is to create a course section within step one that is engaging, that um, allows you to distill all this information in a way that's digestible, it's not repetitive, it doesn't get boring, so that's the, that's the reason we're sharing this sort of structure with you. Again, the structure is a guideline. It's not a, you must do this. But the assumption, again, is this may be your first course. And if it is your first course, then feel free to use this structure and then adapt it on your second and your third and your fourth. And by the time you've done your 10th expert course out there in the world, you, you will have your own formula as such. So, so here's a general um, guide, a rough, a rough structure that you can adopt. Um, so number one, it's a 10-step process. So you, if you're listening along, probably the best thing to do is write this down. And we'll get it in course, show notes later. Um, of course. It'll yeah. be a lot easier to see, um, but we'll run through it now. So yeah. take notes as well. And, and if you're looking for the show notes, it'll be bbo.show. Um, the website does not exist at the moment, but if you're listening back to this in the future, the show notes will be there. Okay, so number one is here's what I'm going to show you. Okay, so that might be a clump. Okay, what, what are we actually showing them here? Here's what I'm going to show you. You may then also want to tell them a stage two is here's how I learned it. And I learned it because this is the current situation I'm in. I maybe wasn't always in that situation. I was doing something else. I transitioned, but now I'm in that situation, which is which is why I learned it and, and I'm open to sharing it with you at the moment. Now let's dive into a tool and technique. So number three, maybe your first tool, your first technique or your first method that you would like to share with them. So that would sit at number three there as a clump. Number four may be a story or an exercise. You may ask your listener to take a pause. You may ask your listener to do a thought exercise 
or you may actually share a story or anecdote or an analogy at the stage. It's a good time to plug it there. And number five is you, you go into tool number two, technique number two or method number two. And then again, off the back of that tool, you present them with another story to reinforce the learning, another analogy to reinforce the learning, or it could be an exercise or, a, or thought exercise to again reinforce the learning. That's the, that's the technique there. Give them something logical and give them something emotional to then anchor back to that story so they don't forget it. And number seven and eight is a repeat process of the same thing. Method number three, tool number three, technique number three, and then again, a story, exercise, analogy to help uh, solidify that uh, within their learning. That's the key there. Then finally, number nine and 10 is um, typically challenges that you may have come across. Now, this is you speaking to your audience directly and saying, look, here are some of the things that people typically get hung up on. Here are some of the things that may be a challenge or used to be a block for me, plus how to get past them. So something we'll be sharing with you tomorrow is uh, something typically that comes up when we're talking about creating a course is, uh, hang on a minute, I do not know how to speak to camera. I've never spoke to camera. As soon as a camera comes in front of me, my confidence uh, just falls through the roof. So what do I do here? So that will be an example of a typical challenge that I may have faced, Carl may have faced, or the listener may have faced. Um, at the time. And, and some tips to maybe help them get through that. Mm-hmm. And then finally is some actionables, some to-dos. So if you listen to the BBO show, by the end of the show, we've always got one or two things for you to do straight off the bat. So so finish with some actionables. It's nice. It allows them to practice for the go-getters, for the action takers. Um, and the actionable could be anything. It could be visit this blog post and read up on this subject in more detail and that blog post could be featured on your website. Lots of different things, or it could be, I suggest you focus on this one exercise and do this, this, and this. So as an example, so uh, one of the actionables at the end of today will be um, join the Slack group. So this is a, it's a simple process, but it's gonna have lots of nuances which are gonna be personal to you. You may say, "Mm, what do you think about, guys, Harms and Carl, what do you think about this clump here? Uh, what do you think about this step? It, uh, I don't know if I've got enough to talk about in that step. Well, the Slack group will be a great place to have a conversation with us about that. And that's in the description below. And come and chat to us and let us know how you're progressing with your with the creation of your first course. Um, so that's, that's where we are with that stage. That's stage five. Yeah, just very briefly again. So... We're in stage five still, which is um, mm. sorry, which is ordering what we're calling mm. it. Yeah, ordering. So we're moving our clumps around. That brief, brief structure we gave you is basically an introduction, which is I'm going to show you this, and this is why I am qualified to talk about it. And then we do tool, tool one or method one, tool two or method two, tool three and method three. Within that kind of sandwich filler, um, think of this as a sandwich. Within this sandwich filler, we're moving from logical, here's how you do this, to emotional or active. Um, Here's a story about it, or here's an exercise you should do. So we're alternating between different learning modalities at that point. Um, It also means it's less dry. If I was just Mm. to give you three tools, one, two, three, it's a bit like, oh, fine, okay, boring. So we're breaking it up a little bit with... um, more emotional um, story or anecdotes yeah you round the whole thing off with okay 
Um, I've given you the content. Here are a few things that people often get stuck on, and here's why you shouldn't. So we're objection busting. We're moving through common, uh, frequently asked questions, and then we round out with um, the actionables. And that's just a really nice structure. It's here's what we're going to do. Uh, now we're doing it. Okay. Now I've told you how to do it. Here's make sure you do it, and that's it. Mm. So we okay. use the structure a lot, and it's it's very common. Yeah, and and if you listen, if you just listen to what Carl said there. Uh, he basically described it in the way that you will also be describing it. So I was listening for the story or the analogy there, and the way he the way the example he gave us was a sandwich filler. So if you think about the first the, the first bread that goes on the top introduction, the things that go inside the bread, the filling, are what you'll be presenting: the tool, the analogy, the story, and then finally the summary is the last bit of bread. Uh, unless you're a greedy bugger and you start to stack the breads up, that's a that's a different kind of uh, story, but that's that's an example. Um, so try to use some of the techniques that we use uh, when we do the BBO show for your course creation. And we try not to go to meta, but it's very easy for us to start talking shop. So we're trying to give you the basics, but at the same time, it's possible for us to talk about what we are doing now, which can be confusing. Um, but uh, at least you can see that we are using the same methods that we're teaching as well. Mm. Um, and we're giving you the good stuff, basically. Absolutely. So, so stage six. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was stage five. So very quickly, because we took an aside there. Stage one is taking the three post-it notes, um, doing one, two, three. These are my column headers. Stage two is transferring all our ideas um, from paper onto individual post-it notes. Each prompt or each idea goes on an individual post-it note, and we start to put them um, on the wall or on the, on the board. So that is stage three. We're taking these post-it notes and we're putting them in their respective steps. Stage four is when we start to combine or clump different ideas that are connected to each other. This story goes with this method, goes with this objection. Um, so they should all go together and we can literally stick them to each other using post-it notes, which is great. Stage five is ordering the clumps. Okay, this clump here should probably go at the top. That's me talking about what I'm going to show you. This clump here, this is probably the tool or method number one. Um, so I'm going to put that here. And we gave you a rough structure you can use um, to structure each of your steps um, just now. So let's move into stage six. Which is probably the most difficult one um, for most people, which is cutting. Um, so think about when you are, so the, the best way to think about this is when you are clearing out your wardrobe uh, at the end of a season and you're thinking about what do I give away from charity? What do I sell? What do I throw away? What is worn out um, to stop you wearing the same item you've been maybe wearing for about three decades? Uh, or even worse, the item that you've never worn that is just sitting in your cupboard that somebody else could get use of. So it's all about how do we now cut away things that shouldn't be there, that mm. don't serve the original message, and that can distract the audience and the learning outcome. But also, um, and it's a big thing that many people miss, is take away from the journey. So if you remember, the journey is an entry-level product, which takes into a core product, which takes into a premium product that you have to offer. Anything which distracts them from moving through that process uh, will also lower your conversions in the long run. So I just want to add that note there because mm -hmm. it's something that people often miss because the feeling is like, I want to tell people everything, whereas actually, no, the, the power is in 
being more specific and answering their real challenge and problem. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what you just said about um, people are bad at editing, people are bad at cutting things is very true with the wardrobe. Um, as you were saying, going through your wardrobe at the end of the year and donating, etc. People do not do that. People rent um, storage and then put stuff in storage. I was reading just this morning about uh, the storage problem in America. People just buy space to put their extra stuff in, which is crazy. And I think humans have a, um, we don't like to cut or edit or get rid of anything, whether it's clothing or it's our ideas. Because we're coming from this... Um, from scarcity. Yeah, yeah, from scarcity. It's like, oh no, this is precious. I have to keep it. I need to keep it in. Um, Feeling of loss. Yes. But remember with this, with your ideas, with your stories, etc., you can, what we're going to be doing is, yes, if you take a post-it note off the wall here and it's not going in this step, that can go in another course, that can go in a blog article, that can go somewhere else. Like, it doesn't have to live in this course, even if it is. So if it truly is precious, it can live somewhere else and it can be um, useful content elsewhere. So we're not really losing anything. Right now, we are just editing um, and making sure the flow of this particular course, this particular step, is the most efficient way to um, to teach somebody to build trust and to build your authority. Um, so cutting. Anything that's not needed, we need to get rid of it. This is the hard thing to do. Um, one useful thing to do is to look at the learning outcomes. So what's at the top? What's on that? Um, step one, how to set up your business or how to... Um, build the best product, whatever that is, refer to the learning outcome and the name of the step that you're working on. Is it relevant? If not, then you can probably take that out for now. Just take it out, put that post-it note elsewhere. Another really useful way to do this is you've clumped everything together. Um, let's say you have seven different clumps, everything's nice, nicely clumped together, and then you have three or four post-it notes that don't clump with anything else. They don't really fit anywhere. You really want to put them in, but you don't quite mm. much put them, cut them, they go mm. out. If they do not fit into those other clumps, then they're going to end up as just pieces of information floating around and getting in the way of the, the through line. Um, so again, off they go. Um, that's another benefit of having the post-it note approach is that you can immediately see, I call them orphans, the orphan notes. Um, they don't really go anywhere um that's from that's not me being mean about kids that's, that's from, a digital thing isn't it yeah yeah it's from programming um from programming yeah and seo so you call them um orphans when they <laughs> it sounds really bad it's, it's it's not, it's to somebody who doesn't know because because i was just editing some audio and it said would you like to delete these orphan files and i was like yes get rid of those orphan files yeah orphan files <laughs> i mean it literally means there is no parent file which now that I think about it, it's really insensitive. Anyway, if you have these um, these post-it notes that don't fit in this particular structure, we can keep them else of, uh, another time. And if they're really valuable, maybe they become their own blog article. Maybe they mm. become their own video. Hell, if they're really useful, they could become their own course further down the line. But right now, um, they don't fit within the structure. Yeah, I think the core question is, does, does this help? Um, the learning outcome. Does this help the audience member with this specific learning outcome? If the answer is yes, it stays in. If the answer is no, it gets stays out. And we're even being ruthless uh, to the point if it's mm, maybe, then it stay, it goes out as well. It's cut. So yeah. I mean, think, think think of a lecture or a talk you've been to where the lecture just goes off. 
um, and starts telling a random story or something totally random, it derails the whole process entirely. Um, and we need to make sure that doesn't happen. Hmm. Okay, so that's great. I love that. So the next stage now is stage seven, which is, okay, so we've got, so just imagine in front of you on your wall or your table, you've got these steps, step one, step two, step three. Within these steps now, we've got clumps and they're ordered uh, in an order that we are now happy with and comfortable with. We've also removed things that don't serve. So we've done a cutting process, but now we're faced with a different challenge, which is, Step one has got like loads of things. Step two maybe has a couple of things. And step three over there has even more than step one. So something within this step-by-step process or this course looks imbalanced. So what we call stage seven is balancing out the course, balancing each step. So it's consistent. It's uh, Each step has the same level of uh, effort required by the audience and the person producing it. Um, so that's the key there. So balancing stage seven. Did I introduce that well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, with the post-it notes, if that's in front of you and the first one has 100 post-it notes, the second one, second stage has 20 and the third one has uh, 200, you can immediately see like, mm, that's not right, is it? What yeah. we want is a consistency um, throughout um so we want people to turn up each week for their lesson or to watch their lesson on that schedule and for it to be roughly the same amount of time because mm-hmm. um, imagine how annoying it would be if you go to a class and one day it's 20 minutes and the next day it's two hours long and then the next one is back to 15 minutes or something like that it would just be like it would be very confusing um yeah. and there, there, there's a reason tv shows are the same length every mm-hmm. single show the expectation's been set they know that now they've got an audience person who's committing that maybe it's 10 minutes slot, five minutes slot, 15 minutes to watch this every single day. So they, they, they learn what the audience wants and they then keep it within that parameter. Something we don't do in the BBO show. <laughs> I mean, we're under two hours so far. <laughs> we're under two hours. That's, that's great. Well, I mean, we, we're about an hour. Um, so at least we're consistent in that sense. But if consistency we're, got- lo- we're consistently long. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it, so the actual length doesn't matter. If you set the expectations um, and your lessons are an hour long and they're an hour long every single time, fine. Um, that's not going to be for everybody. And, and that's another debate about the length of content. But yeah. in your lesson, that you're in your course, that you're going to be delivering your masterclass. The main thing is consistency. And that's why we can look at the um, our post-it notes and we can see if they're balanced. So, okay, so what happens if they're not balanced? Okay, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, the first would be uh, if there's any clumps that can go to another stage, then you can do that. That's nice and simple. However, if you see something that's massively dramatically different, as we just talked about, so like 100 post-it notes in step one, 20 in step two, and 200 in step three, chances are there what we need to do is break up step three which has 200 notes, that probably needs to break into step three and four. Mm. Um, and that's going to help us balance out. And then maybe step two, which only has 20 notes in this example, should be subsumed into step one, for example. Um, yeah. it, it's going to depend. Um, or you create more content for step two um, is another thing. But you need to, at this point, make a decision because you're looking at it and step three has 
this amount of content. Step two has uh, one tenth of the content. Is step two as important as step three? Mm. Chances are it is not. Um, the main thing here is, yep, we can rebalance by adding new content or removing content. We can split steps or we can combine steps. But at the end, we want everything to be roughly the same length, roughly the same amount of ideas and tools and techniques. Yeah. And I think also this is why we do encourage you to, to try and get this down to a three-step, four-step process from the get-go. Because if you are in this scenario now, what we're doing is we're moving from a three-step system course to a four-step if we have to expand up steps if or a four-step to, to a five-step. So at this stage, if you have to, that's great. But what we're not doing is going from an eight-step up to a 10-step and a 12-step. So we've really narrowed it down. Worst case at this stage, if you're realizing, actually, this, this step could be divided into two with two separate topics, now's a great time to do that. Um, so that's really the message there. So, th so it's the reason for balancing is important for consistency and the expectation and just having a, you know, a, a, a course which also visually looks right. Hey, in step one, there's 10 modules. In step two, there's 10 modules. In step three, there's 10 modules. As an example, it's like, well, this is a thought out, organized, laid out curriculum being laid out to me. So I think that's the, that's the approach. Um, okay, so now moving on to the final stage, which is stage eight. So Kai, if you can introduce this, and I'll talk them through in a bit more detail about it. So once you have all your steps up there with all the ideas underneath, and it's looking roughly balanced and they're nicely structured, you basically have your course. Um, you have it down. It's just not in a very useful format right now. It's mm -hmm. It's, it's covering your fridge. Maybe your partner doesn't like it every time they open the fridge. Everything falls off. Um, it's it's not a very efficient way um, to to deliver your course um, because it's all in these post it's, it's a bit messy. So what we're going to do in stage eight is we're going to convert all of this work, um, all of this structure, all of this clumping and ordering and um, everything that's left, we're going to convert it into something we call a syntax. Um, so... We, it's basically a, a reforming of the structure, sorry, not of the structure, of the format, um, so that we have a document that we can use, that we have in front of us, which we can use in the delivery of our course. Um, because the post-it notes are great for structuring the course, they're not great for delivering. Absolutely. So, okay, that, that leads us onto the first question, which is, what is a syntax? So, what I want you to think of as syntax is, is your crib sheet, it's your flashcards, it's your quick reference guide, it's your blueprint. And I'm using a few names there because um, each of those mean something different to somebody else. Um, but what it's essentially going to be doing is taking all of the information that we've now organized in stage one to seven and solidifying that into one place, one go-to document, which, which provides you the same outcome that a crib sheet, a flashcard, a, a quick reference guide would allow you to do. Again. Uh, Carl mentioned it, but it's worth emphasizing. This is not talking about a script. I didn't mention it yet. That's ah, why I violated okay. it. <laughs> okay, so very okay. important. This is a really, really important point. Um, so one of the one of the key things is is not to take all of these notes and turn that into a whole written script, like like you're writing a book. Um, that's a lengthy process, but it's quite important to differentiate between a script and prompts. So what we're looking for is prompts, which live in our syntax, not a script. Uh, my personal viewpoint for that is, is because if you think about the written word, 
it's very different to the spoken word. You've got the written word, spoken word. And if you listen to an author, so the best way to think about this and the way I've experienced it as an audience member, somebody listening to the written word, written word versus the spoken word is if I listen to an author uh, dictate their book to me via Audible or some sort of audio book, it's great. But it is as if I am reading alone. It's not natural, but it's as if I'm reading a book, just digesting it in audio format. Whereas the comparison is going onto YouTube and listening to the author talk about the chapter of the book. That's very different. You have a completely different experience. So the, you know, the way, think about the BBO show, for example, we have a syntax in order to, we have a very simple syntax in order to present this show. What does that mean? It means we have headlines and within those headlines, we have a couple of bullet points and the bullet point acts as a prompt for us to talk into that space and into that subject. So, you know, we don't have a script. If we had a script, you would hear us not repeat ourselves. You'd hear us not go off, off track. You would hear us speak in a different way as if we was reading a book to you. It would also be incredibly boring. I mean, have you ever been to a PowerPoint presentation where somebody's had an actual script or the script is on the slides mm. and they're basically mm. reading it to you? And it's like, oh my God, it's so boring. When and and the reason script. of step two is that once we conquer yeah. this land, it's like, what? Um, sorry, you put me, it's a, it's a snore fest. So we yeah. want to avoid that. What we want to do is get your natural voice coming out. And by doing that, your personality naturally shines as well. Plus, so, you're an expert. Remember, this is off the back of an expert funnel. This is a, if somebody asked you a question about um, any information within your particular expertise, you'd be able to answer quite freely and easily. Um, the tendency to try to make a script is kind of like a comfort blanket. It makes us feel, oh, we've done all the preparation. However, we're much better. We're much more engaging. If somebody just asks us a question and we're like, oh yeah, I know this, and we blah, 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 blah. We can do that very easily. Mm. Um, so we're just going to be doing that using the syntax instead of um, preparing everything in advance because it's okay. so dull and it takes forever. Yes. And if you're thinking, yeah, but preparation's important. Well, actually you started the preparation process. That's already begun. It began on Monday. So you've been preparing, you're the expert, these are your ideas, um, the original download is your ideas, that organization is your ideas, we've just given you a structure, we haven't told you what to put in that structure at all. So all of that is your information, so every time you go through this stage, it's becoming more solidified in your mind for, for the point of when you deliver. So why do we need a syntax? Okay, so we roughly mentioned it, but to, to keep it really clean, uh, I made a note here, which is... What it does, is, and this is me now reading off a script, it takes the thinking and creating part of the course and leaves that on the paper and document the text, which now allows you to free your mind up for the delivery because there's a two mechanisms. Now I'm going away from the script and I'm talking around that topic. Okay, so all the creation, the thinking part is done. Um, that's stage one. Now we're moving into, what we want to do is prepare ourselves for the delivery stage. Because what we don't want to do in the delivery stage is pause, think, oh, uh, actually, I should have done this instead. Or actually, I should have used that piece of information. Done. It's on the syntax. We're now rolling with that piece of information. And then we can focus on the delivery, which we'll, which we'll be talking about tomorrow. Okay, so. so sorry. Uh, so this is you saying we're not thinking now. So now we're not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> 
we, we don't, I, don't, I don't think we, I don't, yeah but the, it's really tricky right because <laughs> it's, it becomes unconscious at this point we it can, becomes unconscious because we've yeah. done the prep so mm-hmm. the prep was in the the preparation of the syntax the reading through of the syntax so so if i'm talking about the video show okay it's researched it's prepared it's turned into a syntax uh well, both of us will read that syntax yeah cool this is a subject i know if i don't know the subject uh then we'll have to go dig deep into it maybe speak to somebody who does know about the subject for a case study or an example um, but most of the stuff we talk about is what we do on a day-to-day basis anyway yeah so but what it does it allows us to be able to focus on the delivery which is hard enough and as we talk talk for the next couple of days that's setting up the camera speaking to camera having the syntax to refer to all of that becomes a different challenge in itself which will help you overcome but that's what uh, what the syntax allows us to do it's it's uh, converting the structure into a syntax so let me just talk into that space for a moment which is we've got the order of things um, we've got them in clumps now, what we want to do is convert that structure, which is currently in post-it notes, making our partners really mad because it's all over the house, convert that into what we call a syntax. So we spoke about why we use a syntax, what's cool about it, why it's important, um, where it allows you to focus, which is the delivery, not the creation. And now we're going to move that into a syntax. Now, this, the, so everybody prefers a different mechanism, but to keep it very simple, you want to, your where the syntax will live will either be in a handwritten grid format, not my preferred method, or a Word document or an Excel document or whatever kind of uh, number program or word processing program you use. Lots of people use different things. So my preference is Word because I like the table format. Now think about opening your Word document and you're going to have, a t- you're going to create a table with four columns and lots and lots of rows. Okay, don't worry about the row count, that's not important. We can add more later. So four key columns. In these columns are the following headers. And remember, we're turning the structure into a document now. So heading one is timing. Heading two is the section. Heading three is the content. And heading four is the notes. Now, what you put in here will ultimately be up to you. That's that's the reality of it. But my suggestion for each section is... Let's talk into each column briefly. Carl, jump in if you want to add any anything in, within each column. So column one is timing. Now, timing is critical because you're an expert and there's no doubt you can talk on this, this topic for days and days and days. But the audience at this entry point does not have days to spend with you. They might have five minutes. They might have seven minutes. So let's think about just putting some rough timings in there. Don't become too um, anal about it. Just get some rough timings in there. It doesn't need to be like two minutes and 40 seconds because if you have those kind of timings, you're probably likely to also use a stopwatch or a timer and then you're always checking that and that creates an additional stress. We're talking about like five minutes or 10 minutes. That's fine. Round times. Uh, If you go into the public speaking realm, then it'll be down to the minute. We're just talking, you know, board five, 10. Okay, this is going to be a 15 minute section as an example. But we're talking about teaching here. So you're not up on stage. You're not necessarily selling anything either. Um, It's going to be a far more relaxed environment. Absolutely. So that's column one. Column two now is the section. Now, it's up to you how you want to break the section down. My my, uh, thought process here or my suggestion is you had 10 different clumps Right, you've got 10 different clumps under the main topic that we're speaking about. Step one, they've got 10 clumps. 
each of those clumps will become a section. So now, now I'll go and take that and start to populate it in sections. The best way to do that is now rows. So you're going to have 10 rows uh, for each of those sections. It could be five, it could be uh, seven. It's going to depend on how many uh, le levels you've got within this one step. So just, that. just to remind people, those 10 sections were things like, here's what I'm going to show you. Uh, here's how I learned it. That's number two. Number three was tool or exercise, sorry, tool or method one, followed by number four, story or exercise. And then we repeated that. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what's going to go into these sections. Um, now, the next row, nothing more than that in, that in that part. The next row now is the content. This is where we, rather than have a script, we have bullet points to remind us and to prompt us within each of those sections. So let's take um, section, uh, a tool, we've got to tool and technique number one. So that's a section, tool and technique number one. You'll actually title what that is for you. So for us, it might be um, uh, finding out how big my audience is. Okay, so that becomes a section. Now within that section, I may want to talk about three or four things. But again, we're not going to write a paragraph here. I'm just going to put three or four bullet points, which allow me to remind me the sequence that I want to speak about things in and also what I want to speak about, what I actually want to talk about within that section. That's it. That's all that goes into contents. It's no more than that. The temptation will be to write a script. Um, just avoid it. Avoid the paragraphs, avoid the sentences, just stick to a bullet point. Sometimes you may want to include a quote in there, say if you're quoting somebody, the name of a book, by all means put the whole quote in because it may be easier for you just to read it off, off, the, off the paper. Statistics and figures as well, I find it useful. Yeah, statistics, figures, um, so you're not generalizing, you can get quite accurate with, with what your what the research was that you done prior. So the final header then is notes. Now, notes will make sense as we continue this week, but notes may be anything from uh, use this prop. It could be as simple as, okay, we haven't got it, but say if we had an advanced syntax, it would be uh, remember to show them the sticky notes as an example. Grab the uh, book, grab a book. So in the notes, it could be show them an example of the book. On Monday, we spoke about a principle called minimum viable product. That's based on a book sitting there, the blue one called The Lean Startup. I could have had that in my notes and said, go to the bookshelf and grab The Lean Startup. It's just a reminder for you for prompts. You could be using a slide, certain slide deck. Could be that you're... Um, whatever okay i've run out of examples so that would go into the notes that's um, also really useful if there's two of you uh, like uh, we're doing if you're doing a two-hander while harminder's talking about something i could be pulling up um, a screen share on the screen um, on my laptop or while i'm talking about something and he does this a lot he'll be drawing a diagram on a piece of paper you can add that kind of thing in the notes like okay while i'm reading this bit or sorry while i am delivering this part you should be doing this part um yeah so notes are general it's going to be whatever logistical things you should be doing absolutely if you want to know what that looks like come join us in the slack group and i'll take a screenshot of a live workshop we did recently where we had a very simple syntax um and i'll show you a a screenshot of a very complex syntax because this can be as complex as you want it can be as simple as you want the version i've shared with you there is very very simple so it's a four column approach and at the end of it there we have it we have we have the fact that your course started as an idea. We put that idea onto paper within each step. It looks like a complete mess. 
And now we've taken you through an eight-stage process where the final stage is you have something permanent on paper, the sticky pad, notes are gone, the wall is clear, the fridge is clear, the dining table is clear now, and you've got your document, which is a permanent document now, which will allow you to, which, which has allowed you to organize your thoughts in preparation to actually deliver your course. Mm -hmm. So that's phenomenal. Those those eight steps can be used, for, I think, for any course, actually. Yeah, we've come a long way. Um, a lot of this stuff seems common sense, but when people first begin putting together their, their very first course, it's a bit overwhelming. You do need a step-by-step-by-step, -step -step, and that's why we've been each of these days going through, okay, now you need to get your ideas down. This is how you do it. You do this and this and this and this. Okay, today you've got your ideas down. How do we start to formulate that into a proper structure? How do we turn that into a final document um, which we can use for delivery? So if some of this does seem quite obvious, um, I hope that's because we've delivered it in a very step-by-step -step, uh, method and that you're sitting there now like thinking, well, yeah, this is easy. I can do this. Um, if that's the case, fantastic. Then we've done our job. Fantastic. I mean, everything's obvious once you've heard it, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but trying <laughs> to do this kind of stuff, like the first courses I made were an absolute mess. The first one ended up being God, about 12 or 15 hours because I didn't plan it. So mm. it, just, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Um, yeah, and it was an absolute mess with very little structure. Um, and if I'd known this kind of method for building a course from scratch, it would have been a lot simpler. Um, so yeah. to bypass that, I just worked harder. Um, I, I worked stupid. I did more instead of working smart. Yeah, and, and by working smart and using a structure like this or, or this eight-stage approach, it means you're going to save time because look, the, the aim of this is to have, have you go from idea to course as quickly as possible. That's that's the key here. Um, you can do this in a week easily. Yeah, you can, you can build this out in a week, no problem. Even having the, the sleep breaks and the walk breaks that we suggested yesterday, definitely have this done in a week. We'll let you sleep. You are permitted to sleep. You are permitted to leave the house to walk as long as it serves the creative process. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think once you've got it down to a syntax, it's there. Like that is your course. It's ready to go. It's like a simplified script um, without having spent the entire process of writing this book or play or movie script. That's not the purpose here. It's getting it simple, actionable. Uh, so I hope that's helped. Yeah. And the syntax... So what you've just said, that syntax in and of itself is a really powerful asset because we can deliver that in multiple forms. Like that could be the syntax for a an in-person workshop that you deliver mm. um, where each session is an hour long and you, you know, teach people for a day it could be the syntax for an online course that's what we're going to be focusing on it could be the syntax for an audio course book. CDs on the books yeah it can go in many 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 different directions um and the creative process and the distilling down into this syntax um has created something that's very valuable we are going to be taking you in a particular direction tomorrow but it could be much wider mm, absolutely so again it's the fact that it's now permanent and lives on a document somewhere means it can be used again and again and again, rather than relying on the memory. Um, there's a fantastic Netflix documentary I watched recently, which which they show how poor the memory is and how it fades and how it forgets things. Almost sometimes almost explained. Explained, yeah. Um, fantastic uh, short documentary, which, which shows the memory isn't as powerful as we would like it to be for certain things. Fantastic. Okay, so a final to do. Um, what's the action of today's 
show? Well, it's very simple, which is to convert your ideas into the syntax and have a final permanent piece of work that you can start to uh, start to use to actually deliver your course and work through those eight stages that we described today. Now, this won't be an overnight thing. It's going to take you a little bit of time, but certainly by the end of the week, you will have the A to B process, the, the one to 10 steps in order for you to actually go ahead and start to create the first course, everything from idea to delivery and then to sale. So that's the key here. Um, there would naturally at this stage, there's some questions that would come up, some typical questions, which is what about the introduction? What about the outro? What about the delivery of the course? When do I announce it? Do I tell people about it now? Do I tell people about it the day before? Do I tell people once it's all done and created? Um, what about if I'm not confident about speaking in front of the camera? Uh, it's okay for you and Kyle. Um, this sounds like you've been doing it for a long time. Um, what, what camera do I need? Do I need lighting? Do I need this thing that Harms has got here? I'll like show you this, this, this thing, which I don't use it. Is it a desk lamp? It's actually a ring light next to a desk lamp. A ring light next to a desk lamp. Do I need one of those? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about all of those things in detail. Yeah. Um, over the week, over the coming days, we'll be answering those questions. So we haven't uh, missed those out. We're just working through the process. Uh, the camera stuff, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow and the day after. So that will be revealed. Um, final notes is subscribe to the BBO show so you don't miss it. Number two, come join us in the Slack group. And number three, we've got a uh, time sensitive uh, super guide out which helps you and highlights 300 plus different ways to make money online whilst in lockdown, whilst you're working from home. Maybe you're short for cash or maybe you you just got lots of time on your hands. Either way, there's a list in the link below which highlights 300 different ways, a public list. That is a raw list. It's just the name and the website, essentially. Now, at the back of that, we've got a book, which is like 99 pence, one pound, which you can buy off Amazon, which gives our commentary on the different categories. So I'll let you go and explore that. That's in the description below. Go check that out. Um, and it's very time sensitive because now's a great time to jump on board this stuff. Um, we... Personally, I haven't seen a list like this anywhere on the internet. So um, get using it. Get using it before other people are jumping on some of the items that maybe you were thinking about doing, but it's maybe a bit too late. So go check that ebook out. It's a uh, very time sensitive ebook, but it can be used into the future, uh, especially if you've got more time in your hands, want to make cash from home, um, and essentially start to leverage the, the fact that you have a, a laptop or a desktop and the Wi Fi. So awesome, Carl. Look at that! After you saying that, our uh, we're not good. We're not good at doing shorter podcasts. Straight exactly an hour. Yeah, awesome. Nice. So we'll see you so much. I was like, okay, <laughs> doing less than an hour. I'll show you. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, and um, where we'll be going through some of those questions and concerns you might be having about. Oh, I don't want to be on camera, or which camera should I use? We're going to deal with all of that and continue to take you step by step through this process of producing a course based on your expert knowledge and expert um, expert uh, skills getting everything out into this course and then we're going to be launching that into the world so it can help more people which is cool it's a cool thing to do yeah excited right see you guys tomorrow yeah have a good afternoon everyone cheers